The weather is warming up, and we know you don't want to spend all of your free time indoors cooking meals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, delivers nutritious meals straight to your door, leaving you more time to get outside and soak up the sun. I got to say, yes, this will save you time, but it will save you um, the from the issue of buying too much food at the market. That's my biggest problem. I Portion control. Portion control. And what Factor does, it's going to give you fun, creative, delicious meals that have a beginning, middle, and end. You won't be grazing for hours on end, which is my issue when I'm trying to stay healthy and get fit. Factors, always fresh, never frozen meals take just two minutes to prepare. So you'll be eating well no matter how hectic your schedule becomes. With over 34 chef-prepared, dietitian approved options each week, there's always something new and exciting to try. That's a big deal because if you are trying to stay healthy – Okay, you'll do grilled chicken and vegetables. Then the next night you'll do grilled chicken and vegetables. Then the next night you'll do salmon. Then the next night you'll do back to grilled chicken. And you've run out of ideas. Factor comes in a variety of lifestyle options, and it's creative with each of them. So if you're vegan, vegetarian, keto, or calorie counting, there's something delicious waiting for you and many different options of that delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash JTrain50 and use code JTrain50 to get 50% off your first box. Wow. That's code JTrain50 at factormeals.com slash JTrain50 to get 50% off your first box. J-Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from Spokane, Washington. That's right. Every Monday, we take your emails. We give some advice, some perspective. I want to thank you for sending in your emails and listening to the show. It is a user-generated operation here. Without you, the listener, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. We we wouldn't have anything anyone to speak to. It, it, honestly, thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for... Telling a friend. That's how it works. I don't got a billboard out here in Spokane. I got you and your big fat mouth. And I want you to keep telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone. We'll take them all. This this show is for everybody. Don't don't be constrained by the idea of, oh, well, they talk about dating. I got friends, they're all married. People love hearing about. The problems of other people's lives. It gets you, it lets you put your brain on the shelf. So keep spreading the word. Make it your Instagram story. Woo! That feels good when you make it your Instagram story. Make it, you know, maybe make a TikTok about it. That'd be fun. I'll share that TikTok. You tag me, I'll TikTok it to the world. And send in your problems. We want... Dating, relationship, lifestyle. I like that it's moved into lifestyle problems. I like that we're getting into some other bigger issues. The, hey, someone stole my AirPods. How do I deal with the, the, the morality issues? I like these. Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending them in. And I'm, I'm banking these, as a lot of you know. I'm getting a lot of episodes done I'm heading off to Europe, so if you're listening now, come to the European. If you have friends in Europe, <coughs> let them know Papa JT's coming to town. Let them know. The parade float is coming through your European city. Uh, Dublin, Belfast, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, London, Oslo. Like, who the fuck is listening in Oslo? Maybe you're in Oslo right now and you're going, me, I'm listening. Come to the show, jaredfree.com. Um, I'm also going to be in Austin, uh, Nashville. Uh, we're doing You Up Live. That's coming to New York, Chicago, D.C. Um, oh, Philadelphia, we're coming back. We haven't been to Philadelphia in a couple years for the You Up Live. So get, get those tickies, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Very excited about today's guest. An OKP to the show, original key player. 
Very excited to have him back. He is a hilarious comic, has a new special that is on Dry Bar called Cranky Pants. <laughs> Dustin Chapin, thank you for coming on. Hey, what's up, buddy? Great to Great. see you. Great to see awesome. you. Old yeah. friend, hilarious Old comic, friend. moved to the West Coast, so I feel like yes. I never see you anymore. How are you? Tell me about your life. What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm out here just, uh, yeah, in these uh, sunshiny California, just loving it. You know, moved out of Queens and just I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I don't miss the R train and some dude with no pants. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, you, it's nice. we're, we were chit-chatting a little before. <laughs> yeah. You you know, the the New York comic goes to L.A. Does it... There's it feels like whenever I see friends that are there, it just feels like they look more alive. There's, you know, they look oh, more yeah. colorful. Like, you know, I yeah. feel like in New York you get this like, you know, this gray, yeah. you know, dead it, look. You know, yeah, it beats you down. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a right. bad inter internship. You know what I mean? Like you're just, <laughs> it's, it's just on you all the time. I mean, I love it. I love New York, and I still yeah, miss of course. the pizza, pizza and the bagels and the comedy hang and all that, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, but when you got like a desert and, a you know, the mountains and a beach, right. you know, it's kind of fun. here's to me. The major difference with L.A., the one thing where you feel the difference is in the what you can order as sides at a restaurant. L.A. has the <laughs> best vegetable side choices like, oh, yeah, New York. It's like French fries or French fries. Yeah. In L.A., they'll be like, we got. We got shoestring peas. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Yeah. In New York, you get that little ketchup uh, bucket with, uh, right. you know, with coleslaw in it. Like this little right. tiny. Yeah. <laughs> That's as vegetable as it gets. Yeah. A, a mayo base. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> L.A., it is inventive vegetables. And it's always yeah. like, so when you like see someone like, of course, you're healthier with the options that are at your you know, disposal yeah. there. Yeah, and you get in the sun, vitamin D. Yeah, we're yeah. You just you like you like living when you live in California. Right, you know you're I mean? living it, better. It, it, it is a the posture's a, better. Everything's better in New York. Right, just hunched I'm, over and hunched over. Yeah, we're all just disintegrating <laughs> into elder Jews. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be the 60-year-old that takes steroids. That's, that's right. how I want to age out, you know? <laughs> Muscle beach. Just, right. So you it. look great. I'm happy Thanks, for you in the big move. Now you have a special. Now we, we yes. listen. This is the this podcast. I am trying to get everyone to go watch more specials, get involved. This is a different – what I love, you did it with Dry Bar. Explain because, yes. you know, when people come on, go to YouTube, go to whatever – Explain Dry Bar to the people at home. Uh, Dry Bar is a uh, relatively newer platform for stand-up comics. Um, it's on the kind of more family-friendly side of comedy where, um, you know, they want to kind of all the specials would kind of kind of rein it in a little bit and it's kind of a more of a, you know, PG, if you will. And uh, But yeah, yeah you know, I wouldn't describe you as a PG comic. What I would say no. is that like the, what what you get with Dry Bar is the assurance that you could sit with a a larger group of people to watch a, yeah. a comedy special. Yeah, like, you can I, watch, I, yeah, you can watch with your nana. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and nana, you know, that doesn't mean nana's in on every joke, but that means no, nana's yeah. not going to look at you and go, "What are they talking about on here?" You know, you could yeah. have a fun time with nana. What what scissoring mean? Yeah, you're not going right. to have like some weird <laughs> right. conversation with your grandmother. Now, yeah. nana, wop is wet ass <laughs> pussy. Wet ass <laughs> pussy. No. Yeah. It's not an ass pussy. It's just that it's very wet, which is wet ass, yeah. and it's a pussy. You know, like I, it, it is. It a takes cat. away it's a wet cat, grandma. Right, right, right. And and, and <laughs> I, but I think this is necessary. Like I think, like the idea, and and also, listen, I don't consider myself a dirty comic. I no. wouldn't consider you a dirty comic. I'd be like Dustin Chafin, funny. And what I would say to people out there is, it's like. You know, when they, when, when, with, with, I'm sure Dry Bar comes to you and says, Hey, Dustin, we want to do a special with you. And you're like, and you go, and you go through your act and like well, the, the catalog yeah. and you go, Well, that's one I don't have to say fuck. 
You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's basically like doing a late night set, but it's like 25, 30 minutes. You know right. what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. instead of the the short five or whatever. So it's just an extended version of it, which people seem to enjoy the late nights. That's really all it is. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of people lately that are coming more on the clean side and whatnot. So I'm learning how to do that. And I like the right. challenge of it. I like the challenge of it. I think it's like, you know, good for a comic to be able to, you know, do both sides of comedy. You do the edgy Ab- and whatever. Yeah. Well, and absolutely. And, and and here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, edginess is easier than, you know, than being clean and thoughtful. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, sometimes what I've noticed is like if I'm like, I if I'm told, hey, keep it clean, keep it PG thirteen, keep it P. What I notice is that when I go through like what jokes I'm gonna do, it's like, oh, this is the rewrite it needed anyways. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know, like yeah. and which I think is like a really good thing. You know, like you probably looked at a joke and you went, you know what? Okay, maybe there's another example instead of scissoring, and yeah. then you go, <laughs> and then you thought of the next example, and you go. Wow, the joke is like a fuller, yeah. more me version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just they just played softball. Like it was a completely different direction, <laughs> right. but the same, you know. Right. <laughs> so I want everyone to go get yeah. uh, Dustin's special. So it's on Dry Bar Comedy. Yeah. How do people to, find it? Uh, Dry Bar Comedy. Uh, it's on Apple TV. It's on Roku, Roku, whatever that is. Uh, yeah. You can check it out. And you just if you it, here's the deal. It's a it's a service. But if you put in D Chafin. Capital D, Chafin, my last name, C-H-A-F-I-N. You get a free month to Dry Bar, and you get to see all the specials, all these really cool comics. It's great. It's really good comedy. It's so funny, and I've known Dustin forever, and he's hilarious. You're all going to love the special. It is called Cranky Pants, and you can go find Dustin on Instagram, at Dustin underscore Chafin. Go follow. We'll be all over my social media. We'll have a link in the description of this episode to get you directly to Dustin on uh, Dry Bar. Cranky Pants, why'd you call it Cranky Pants? You know, I was uh, I, I was watching the set, and you know, and it's so funny because we're such like moody, broody bitches sometimes right. as New York City comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so first of all, this is a Provo crowd. Which one thing I want to add in, which is really funny about oh, my shit. life, is I was a former missionary and former Mormon, and mm. I the first time I was in Provo, Utah, was the missionary training center, and so I lived this whole oh my life. God. Left the church, came back, and then now I'm doing stand-up comedy in Provo, Utah. So, so the, the the return is hilarious to me. Right, and I came back as a as a comedian. When oh I my god! As a, well, as a young missionary, you know, coming out of Provo, so it's a really thing. It's whole really funny. It is very funny the way these things start. It's like yeah. okay, the you know the you know you must have gotten emotional. A little bit, yeah. It was, you know, it was interesting because, and I geared the comedy for them a, l- a mm. little bit, and uh, but sometimes, you know, it's still Provo, you know, it's not like right. you know Jersey, so you know they're tough, you know. <laughs> so, so I get a little broody on stage, and so I was just laughing. And Leah, you know, my girl's a comedian, and she, you know, she's like, "How about Cranky Pants?" And we laughed. It was like, "Why not? Who has a special name Cranky Pants?" <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nobody. And I, was I, like, love and I was like, "Hey, I'll do merch. I'll get sweatpants." You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> So we just—it was more of a goof, and then it's—it feels catchy, so we just kind of went with it. And I'm a broody bitch, so it works. I, I love it. <laughs> I I love that you you know, and it's funny. Like we we're talking about dry bar. Why is it PG? Why is it this way? Yeah. It's like you know they're trying to create a you know for a certain audience. You meet you know, but you meet uh, when you go to Utah. You meet the people that are in that section of society and they're all yeah. like the nicest people. Like and it's like oh yeah, and and, and they do want comedy, and it's like. How nice is it that they're like, okay, and this is now open for the option to like keep your grandma involved. Like it is nice. Yeah, and it's is- not. Yeah, and it's still adult. It's not corny, you know. Right. And I feel like that's the thing, you know. I work with uh, the amazing Nate Bargatze, and mm. you know, working with him has made me realize it's like you can be clean and not be corny and be interesting and be edgy. Even you know, he's done edgy stuff. Absolutely. And so it's like, so it's like, yeah, you you learn how to do that without you know dropping the f bomb and like talking about you know going down on a girl, whatever. Like you <laughs> could do that. <laughs> Right, you know, right. in another way, hey, I just took her to the movies instead of going down right. on it. Like you find ways to kind of, you know, play with it. But I think you'll enjoy it no matter what your 
preferences. Oh, even totally. If, even if you like Bill Burr or edgy comics or whatever, I think you're still going to like some of the stuff on Dry Bar, especially well, my special, because I think I'm I'm part of that fold we all are. Like, we're all, right. I feel like New York City Comics, you, all us guys, seller guys, whatever, we're all from this foxhole of comedians. A and we absolutely. all come from that. If absolutely. you like one of us, you like the next kind of thing. You you're going to, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to love it. I agree. Yeah. Um, it is funny because, like, I'm working on, you know, some material currently where it's like you have to follow someone that's like, and I fucked him in the ass. And then I'm like, hey, <laughs> and then you get on stage and you go, hey, um, so is anyone going on vacation with their family recently? And you're like, you feel like such a wuss, but it's like, yeah, it, it is funny. Like, you know, you said you touring with Nate Bargatze and being yeah. around him like you go, oh, we're all like, okay. I don't have to worry about like I like it, it takes it out of your head. It's not in the audience's head. Yeah, it's your head because you know even when you go up after the person that's like oh fingering and then you're like hey uh, does anyone save beach chairs? I have a mom that's like kind of annoying. You know like <laughs> they the yeah. audience is sitting there going yeah I you know like okay new flavor of ice cream it's all ice cream but like give us yeah. the new flavor so this is it great. Is yeah i appreciate it. it's really funny i mean because because in new york it's like we all come up through weird you know kind of shows mm -hmm. and different things i mean my first tv thing was showtime white boys in the hood you there's right. no way you could do that show now like they would cancel <laughs> that in a heartbeat right <laughs> was white comics doing black jokes in front of black crowds you know what i mean that right. i mean that because we came up through uptown rooms like we were doing mm -hmm. latino urban nights and stuff like that so that's how like that group of comics how we kind of you know got our legs but you know so it changed changes every every year it just keeps changing well really you're just developing the skill to like get a laugh out of a crowd you know like yeah. and then it's like yeah. and then you go okay well i have the skill now how do i want to use that skill how do i want to yeah. put it into practice what makes me feel good so again everyone at dustin underscore chafin dry bar comedy special it's called cranky pants all the links all the good stuff is in dustin's profile on instagram as well as the description of this episode let's get to the emails you ready Let's do it. This is exciting. That's why I'm J Train Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Casual sex and nudes. Okay. Jared, love listening to you and Jordana. She listens to you up as well. Always. Pro people probably think I'm uh, the village crazy as I burst out laughing on my walks about town with you in my ear. Coming to see you in Spokane with some friends. Pumped. Oh my God. Well, I, I hope yeah, you, you had a good time. At least two. Get at least two right. now. <laughs> right. I, two people who aren't watching the Gonzaga game. If you're listening right now, I will have talked about the Gonzaga game and the shows on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. My plan is to talk about it on Coffee with J Train. It is, I mean, what a weekend to be here. Okay. <laughs> two of the three nights have Gonzaga games. It's crazy. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a 27-year-old female in a mid-sized Western college city town. Yeah, Spokane, you're here. I got out of a relationship a couple months ago, and I'm at the point of in the healing process where I'm wanting to explore myself and others sexually, but don't really want a long-term relationship. I had a weird experience with a younger guy, 22, still in college, that makes me nervous for navigating this desire for casualness. I had met him a couple of times in person through a mutual hobby, and he followed me on Instagram, sliding into the DMs, like an old, liking an old photo of me. I knew what he was doing, and after a bit of time after my breakup, I started to play along. We flirted a bit on Instagram. He was always in and out, disappearing for days, coming back when I would message uh, something new. Eventually, I was like, "There, here's my number. Let's just move this to text, which he did immediately. It made me laugh when he said, I'm glad we could graduate to texting as if it was his idea, fucking 22-year-olds. That night, we ended up getting <laughs> saucy and sexting all night. It was hot. I tried to get him over, but he had an ADM exam the next day, LOL. We even chatted on the phone for a little bit. He said, my voice turned him on, yada, yada, yada. We had established before this that we were both really attracted to each other, and I thought this would be the start of a really hot, casual sex sex relationship. I'll admit that in the heat of the moment, I sent him a topless picture and it was received well, obviously, I guess. Ha ha ha. Then the next day, he sent me like a very short reply to something I had asked. I asked him something again and no response. Since then, nothing. I followed up asking if he was ever going to make a plan with me before, uh, before kept saying, oh, we, we will for sure meet soon, but never made any actual plans. I felt like the mom trying to move things along, but I knew I was physically into him, so I, it would be a lot 
schlock and exciting. I finally sent a message telling him what I wanted, casual, and to let me know if he could meet me there or not. He still couldn't. Fast forward a few days and still have yet to hear anything. Is this what I can expect from the more adult males regarding the casual sex scene, or is he just super young? I am pretty forward. I'm a pretty forward lady, but I also want a guy who's going to meet me there and be forward as well. I get I get I took it a little far with the photo, but after a few weeks of messaging back and forth and establishing some conversation, I felt like it was a lock that we would meet up and I could be honest and straightforward. Do I need to tread more carefully in the future? It also, It's also so hard with apps because there's more vetting to be done. Are there actually going to be are they actually going to be attractive in person? Will we even have the same physical chemistry? An in-person meet breaks those barriers so much easier. What's your advice on all this? Thank you, and have a great day. Uh, what do we think, Dustin Chafin? She wants casual. Yeah, she gets this guy. I love yeah, this Yeah, she seems great. Right. You get the, the boobs? Come on. That's amazing. You right. deserve a medal for that. It's like you're right. bold. You know what you want. You're bringing right. it in. You're like, come on, let's do this. We ain't got time to waste. How old right. is she, like 53 or something? What is it? it? <laughs> 82. <laughs> yeah, 82. Beautiful young woman. She's like, no, I like her being bold because men are bold all the time. And they get, you know, that kind of thing. They get, they're able to get away with it without, you know, people saying anything. But I, I like it. I think she's uh, she knows what she wants. And I think if, you know, maybe maybe it was he wasn't the guy that, you know, she should be bold with. Maybe he felt he wanted a little more of a, a cat and mouse game. That's what I think, you know. Right. I, I think what a lot, you know, it is funny. Like, it it. it there's this thing going on here that I understand and it's tough to explain. This male yeah. thing of like, what did I want out of this? Yeah. And this guy who you knew, so she meets him in person. They flirt over DM. There's sexting going on. I Listen, let me start by saying her sending nudes and is, is really a side note to all this. That wasn't a yeah, mistake. Yeah. That was no, uh, no. in the heat of everything. That, to me, it's that fun. was like appropriate. Right. Yeah, it's great. Who cares? His response uh, to me... You know, men are a lot of men are just like we're very we're trash. I mean, you know, to put it like to put it lightly, but like yeah. we're piggish, and and that's not saying something new. But like the idea of like got a nude, now I'm done. You know, like yeah. you know, there's a laziness factor. Like there's a lot of yeah. women who write into this show, and women that I've dealt with, where you go, they go, I'm there. Let's let's have this fun casual thing, and. <laughs> It's almost like it's interesting to me that like that was too much for this guy. And she's like saying like even her texting him like, hey, I only want casual. Here's the plan. Casual has to happen casually. Yeah, and I you think you can't frame it under casual. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, yeah. <laughs> you almost and, it organically like, happen. Yeah. Right. And and I would say most single men who are out on a Saturday night in Spokane or wherever mid-sized yeah. city you're in are out looking for this unicorn of casual. They're looking for your situation. Like they're looking for what you're proposing. And I would say to you, that feels a little dangerous. I can understand as a woman, but at the same time, I don't think this this route is this route is going to be more confusing than it because to I understand where she's coming from. She's like, he DMs me, we're ha- yeah. we're sexting. Why wouldn't he want the next thing? And I would say the next thing for him is a check he can't cash. Is yeah. is him leaving the house? Is him doing gas money? Is him feeling awkward? Is like, well, what do you mean by casual? I think a lot of men like hide behind a laziness and not really the ability to say to women. I'm cool with just this and and also not believing yeah. it. What do you Well, think? he I mean, he told you right up front, you know, he instead of hanging out with you and having some great time, he said, you know, I got an 8 a.m. test or whatever. Like he he right. told you who he was right away. Right. Like right. So, he, you know, he's got his priority is never going to be you right now. And right. so, you know, and ultimately, uh, you know, it's like we kind of like the girl that doesn't like us as much. You know what I mean? Like we kind of there is that thing where you play, your, you show your cards, not your tits, but your cards right. of like you like the person a little more or you want the, you know, you want their attention. Sometimes we like to, you know, not know you want us that much. You well, know? It, I, it, it is a thing. Dustin, how many times in your single time, in your single days? Yeah, and and sure. I'll say I'll speak for myself. I'll go. Yeah. How many times have I been? sexting getting hot and heavy with someone uh, with a woman and then going and then she's like well just come over and then at the come over you go oh what do i got to do tomorrow (laughs) 
Yeah, it seems like a lot more work. <laughs> right. You know, you, I got to leave the house. I got to uh, shower. I got to, right. you know, it's like I got to get an Uber. Like, it's a whole thing. As do I want to sleep there? Yeah, do I, I, and, and, and honestly, the, the fun the, was in well, the all fantasy. the stuff. That, yeah, the fantasy. The fantasy. It's, uh, the fantasy sometimes is enough. I mean, I've been right. in a relationship a long time. Trust me. The fantasy can be enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, and, let's just and, get ice cream and like, you know. No right. So like the, that's why it's so funny to me that like the way this guy acted isn't surprising to either of us. And to yeah. her, she's like, what, what What do you mean? I got all the tools to build a casual fuck and yeah. he won't put it together. So I think for her, my best. Ex- uh, yes, this is something she says. Um, do I need to tread more carefully in the future? I don't think you need to tread. I mean, I think you're being the right amount of careful. She's being like, perfect. Yeah, right. I don't to think do with her. There's gonna be a line out the door for this girl. I'll tell you right, right now. And then yeah. she says, "Is it's uh, you know?" I think for her, it's going out with friends. It's it's cr- create casual interactions. Create yep. casual. So, like the guy slip is sliding in your DM. Loves living in the internet world. So you have to expect. That he might just be an internet guy. Like that he yeah. only wants the connection yeah. over the internet. Now, if you go out with friends and you meet guys in person, you go, hey, um, let's go to this next bar. And that's how it begins. And and hey, what do you – and you start talking to someone, have a couple of drinks, and you say – I would say to someone at a bar, what's your situation? That's a fun question. Yeah. yeah. And then they that say, oh, I'm single. Like yeah. Or I'm single. And then you go, well, uh, and then they're going to say, what's your situation? I'm single. I'm recently out of something. I'm kind of looking to like, you know, have a fun time with, you know, new people that I meet. Yeah. Now you're in, yeah. you're, it's now clear. you're presenting it's this clear. casually. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but she needs to never say the word casual ever again. Like right. Just eliminate I, that from your vocabulary. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I'm it's looking done. for. We're not. Uh, we're done with that word. We're done. Right. <laughs> because what you're what you're saying, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm generalizing, but I don't think I'm wrong. A lot of women want consistency and casual. So they want yeah. like they want casual that doesn't scream casual to a lot of men. It's because. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a girl saying, I'm funny. You're like, OK, you don't you don't need to say you're funny. Just, like, just you be funny. Say you're casual. Just, yeah, <laughs> right. just, be funny. <laughs> just be casual. You don't have to say it. Watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is basically like paying for a gym membership but only being allowed to use the treadmill. It's a terrible idea. Did you know that the shows Netflix offers depend on where the viewer is based? This means you're missing out on a ton of awesome content just because of your location. ExpressVPN is a great way to get around that. It lets you change your location and control where Netflix thinks you're tuning in from, giving you access to thousands of new shows. This works with tons of other streaming services too, like BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. I got to say, I love doing this. I love using this. Um, I am someone who falls asleep watching The Office. And I, I, someone once told me that, there, that I'm not alone in this, that The Office is one of those shows where the sound, it's a funny show, don't get me wrong, but the sound of it, there's no laugh track. So to fall asleep to it is better than maybe a Seinfeld where you have the up and down of the laughter. So what I do is I set the ExpressVPN to get me to the office being on Netflix. If tons of new content isn't enough, ExpressVPN also has blazing fast speeds. It's compatible with all of your devices, and it even encrypts your data so you can browse the web securely. This is a great thing for all of you. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash jtrain. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash jtrain to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Dustin Chafin. At Dustin <laughs> underscore Chafin. Cranky Pants. That's the special. It's on Dry Bar. Right now. Go watch. Get grandma. Get mom. Get the whole family. Get brother. the nephews. Yeah. <clears throat> the nephews. Brother stealing wedding spotlight. Jared, first time writing in. Kind of looking to know if I'm the asshole in this situation. Okay. I love it. I'm the asshole. Me and my fiance, 24 and 26, so this person's 24, the fiance's 26, got engaged November 2022. We have been together for four years now. Uh, A month later, my older brother and his girlfriend, both 29, decided to start looking for a venue for their future wedding. Thought it was a bit weird, but I didn't think too much of it. 
It took us until the end of January to find a venue because some of some clash of some clashing between me and my mom. Long story short, after all the drama, we found a venue and we're all happy with it. We're all happy with wedding will be August 2024. So not this August, but the next August. Two weeks later, after having vented all my problems and struggles around this to my brother, they announced to us via text that they have booked a venue for May 2024. Okay, (laughs) so that's preceding them and that they hoped we're not upset. No warning, no communication to see if we're all right with that. The shock built up over time, and now I'm baffled at how they could do that. My parents seem to think it's great, and I'm being dramatic and selfish. But I think what they did is pretty fucked up, and everyone I've spoken to has agreed other than my family. I've let my brother and his girlfriend know I'm super upset about this and that what they did was wrong and comes off as so spiteful. Which they didn't see at all, uh, don't see at all, obviously, or they wouldn't have done it. Their reasoning is that they're turning 30 and they want to have two kids by 35, to which I said, okay, then start now, then get married later. But am I wrong? Am I the asshole? Would love to know what you think and how I should approach this. Dustin, what do you think? I love this question. I love yeah. the, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of little tiny um, alleyways in this yeah. email that we could kind of dissect but what do you think yeah there's a lot of layers here a lot of issues a lot of you know i mean family is never easy and my relationship with my brother is like you know kind of ridiculous you know i see Mm -hmm. sometimes i see movies you know and the guy will be like you killed my brother prepare to die and i'd be like yeah you killed my brother Eh, maybe he had it coming you know right it's like (laughs) it depends on the relationship that you have with your brother obviously there's something going on here um, I say you just kind of roll with the thing and make it a bigger, better, better wedding because you're going to be able to right. see his wedding. And what I would mm-hmm. do is try to trump that wedding. Like if he's right. got like a DJ bringing a badass band, if he has like, you know, if it's some sort of like the, if the food's pretty good, make the food amazing. Like just right. trump his wedding, bro. Right. The <laughs> beauty of going, weddings. the yeah. beauty of going second is you can see all the yeah. jokes they did and exactly. kind of work that work off of that. Exactly. Right. The, you know, the, you get to walk like the through. MC. Yeah. You're right. Like, oh, okay. All right. I love it. They don't like drug jokes. All right. We'll do this. You know, <laughs> we're going to stay yeah. away from that. Yeah. Just have fun. I mean, you're going to have to get rid of this feeling because it's just going to ruin everything with the family and everything. I say just go to the wedding, put your head up high, play the play the you know, this doesn't affect me card. Right. And, uh, you know, that's what I would do. And then just have a way better wedding. I would just like, right. I would spend the extra money. Like, you know, bring, you know, bring in Kid Rock, whatever. Just like make, <laughs> make it this crazy right. wedding. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, to get a little bit to go backwards a little bit. I, I love this email because she's like, my family thinks I'm wrong. Everyone else that I talk to thinks I'm right. Well, you know, I the answer is probably somewhere between the two. Like when she says to her brother, when her brother says, hey, we want to get married before uh, we're turning 30 and we want to have two kids by 35. And then you say to them, well, why not get married, you know, have the kids now and get married later? Like, that's not a very empathetic yeah. response. Yeah. And you're trying like, to, like, guide their life or whatever. That's weird. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I'm going to say that response, you're not going to win yeah. a lot of family members on your side. You sound like my wedding matters more because I'm getting married younger. I didn't fuck up my life by waiting this long. Fuck you. Yeah. You go, you know, you're basically saying revolve your life around me. And so yeah. I would say you don't sound great there. I will say that when you, uh, I, I would say the thing your brother did wrong is going to the, it sounds like two weeks later after having vented all my problems and struggles around this to my brother. So you went to your brother individually and said, I'm so mad about uh, trying to find a venue and clashing with my mom. And then two weeks later, they announced to us via text, I'm assuming that they booked their venue for May 2024 and they hoped we're not upset. When you put it to this group scenario, that's wrong. So I don't yeah. know if it was to the family group chat or if it was to you and your fiance, whatever it was, your brother should have come to you and said, hey, I have some hard news to discuss with you. I, yeah. And because to say I hope you're not upset, that means you knew 
upset was coming. So it yeah. feels like they tried to pull a fast one by getting everyone against you because here's what parents care about. Their two kids are getting married. They're not in the weeds. They don't think about who's first, who's second. They're just, my two kids yeah. are getting married. What a beautiful thing. We love their fiance. We love the fiance. Good for us. They are thinking macro. They are not yeah. thinking in the micro sense. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me that your parents are like, relax, because they're going, <laughs> they're going in a, they've probably been married 30 years and they're going, yeah. this matters. We don't even remember, you know, like our wedding, yeah. you know, they, they're saying this will all seem small, but I, I understand why it seems big to her. To me, the bigger issue is that, that I would go to the brother and say what I'm upset about and the thing you have a right to, you have a right to be upset about whatever the fuck you want. But I'm saying the thing that you have a battle to like let him know where he took advantage is, hey, I opened up to you. You knew this was important to me. You didn't ex and then you bring it to this public forum where I can have no moment to give you feedback on how I feel. You, it feels yeah. like you tried to, you know, yeah. railroad me into your decision to get married preceding my wedding. Yeah, I mean, any brother that would uh, plan a wedding two months before yours isn't going to come to you before the wedding and talk to you in a personal one-on-one -on -one thing. I mean, that's just that guy doesn't have that capacity. Your brother <laughs> doesn't right. have that thing. I mean, I mean, but at the same time, as much as this, there's no, I mean, there's no married code. I mean, if people just, right. you know, you probably just put all this anxiety into them when you told them all your stuff and they're like, well, I guess uh, we should, you know, we should really figure this out and let's just do it. You know? And like they, I don't know if it's malicious. I think it's just like, it, you, just I think, don't, you know, they just wanted to do it. They just like, let's do it. Let's get it well, done. And I think he reminded them of it. I think that's the other thing. It's not malicious. And, and to say like, this is how I felt. It felt like you kind of tried to like, make sure I couldn't have a problem with it. And it's yeah. like, I, you know, like, and I think like when you yeah. say, because that does feel bad where you're like, oh, they knew what they were fucking doing. Just come to me like a man and say, hey, I'm letting you know what's happening. Like, and let's have it out one on one. And here's the other thing I would say in her email that's important. She says, um, it took us till the end of January to find a venue because some of our because of some clashing between me and my mom. Long story short, after all the drama, we found a venue we're all happy with. OK, I would assume that you're probably comparing your venue and your issues with your mom to your brother's non-issues with mom mm. to find the venue. Now you have this comparison yeah. thing. And I would mom say likes him better. Mom likes him better, obviously. Right, right. This yeah. is <laughs> Well, <laughs> mothers kidding. and sons are way different than mothers and daughters. Oh, the daughter. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mother well, no, I yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you. It's yeah. it, it is but mothers and daughters yeah. To compare you and your mom clashing about a venue with you and your mom, your mom oh, yeah. and brother cla not clashing, yeah, yeah. You, you're comparing apples to potatoes. There is yeah. no the, yeah. These relationships yeah. are so different. So I think what she's doing is she's channeling all this anger into this one thing, and then now it's going into comparison game. All she has, I think. I think she needs to get over it. It's happening. Yeah. I think the one thing that will make you feel better, I think, is to go to your brother and be like, just the way you did it makes me feel like you went behind my back. You didn't yeah. treat me like a, 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 a formidable foe. You treated me as, yeah. fuck you, babysitter. I'll do what I want. Babysitter, I'll do what I want. And then I think you watch their wedding like a hawk and you make yours yeah. better than theirs. Well, just like one of your jokes, I think to really get back at everybody, destination wedding. Make everybody right. spend three grand <laughs> on, on a hotel in Tuscany or whatever. Just, that's what right. I would do. We're just going to Rome. Next Fuck level. all of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're going to Rome. If you want to go, it's four grand. That's what I would do. I would totally do that. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Dustin Chafin. At Dustin underscore Chafin. Go follow Hilarious Cranky Pants. That's the special. First gifts in a relationship are tough. Mm, okay. J Train, big fan of the podcast and the live shows. Getting to my situation, my boyfriend and I have been dating for a little under a year, and this past Christmas was our first time exchanging gifts. In a perfect world, I prefer the first gift to, for a birthday, uh, be for a birthday to set the tone. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like this person. Oh, I got to plan my relationship around a birthday so I can I set love the tone it. for gifts. So smart. 
rather than this guessing game and worry that I may over or undershoot compared to the gift I receive. Mm. And I, of course, my worries came true when he got me two Lululemon items from a limited collection collab with my wow. college and two tickets to one of my favorite bands at Red Rocks. Oh, my goodness. Arguably the best venue in the United States. Wow. He's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> what a great and thoughtful gift. Yeah. Um, I have gotten over that embarrassment and believe that the that he truly does like my gift and has packed it on multiple ski trips. Okay, I like that she didn't tell <laughs> us the gift. <laughs> it's like a snuggie or something, like a right. packed it, like a toque. It's like a little winter hat. Right. <laughs> my issue is that following this gift exchange and embarrassment. I, with some liquid courage, following a girl's wine night, decided I would make up for it with a great birthday gift since his birthday was a month and a half away. Fast forward, and his birthday is now three weeks away, and I cannot give it to him. I ordered him sunglasses I knew he liked from visiting the store while we were killing time before a dinner reservation a while back. The specific lenses I liked classified the order as custom, and a recommendation popped up that I could engrave the ear tip for free. In my pursuit of setting the tone as the best gift giver, I had I love you engraved. I am unsure where that confidence came from, as we had not said that to each other and have not to this date. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Options. I scramble to find another gift and save these for Christmas next year. Cannot return because they are custom. I showed them to my girlfriends who saw no problem giving them to him because boys are dumb and he won't even notice. Um <laughs> It's my favorite response ever. And then she writes, <laughs> option three, but she didn't even give an option. Any advice is welcome. At least I hope this gives you as much of a laugh as my group chat got. Sincerely, jump the gun. What do you think? Well, I mean, there's a lot going on here. Um, first of all, it's like, I mean, he seems like to be a great gift giver. And that's a quality right. that's like, I'm that way. I'll get people amazing gifts. And if I don't get mm -hmm. something amazing back, I don't really, I don't, it, the person giving the gift really doesn't care. Right. It's the other person that gets all manic about it. it, it they don't care. Like if you're, you're so, willing to do all that, you don't give a crap about it. You're so right about some people are gift givers and some people yeah. are gift receivers. Yeah. I, I'm neither. Like gifts really don't, you know, you're a good gift giver. Yeah, you, a, I, you got me a pickle subscription once. I got, I did get. You. <laughs> I got these I, amazing pickles once. Right. Once. If I want to be, I, I guess I, I, I just don't. Gifts don't matter. Getting, I don't care getting, to get yeah. a gift. I, yeah. I, 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 and also, I don't look at my gift and then look at the gift I gave and then do like the the math on who got yeah. better. She's doing a lot of yeah. comparison, which isn't fair yeah. to her. It's not fair to him. You know, it's it, there's a lot of judgment in that. Yeah, but with you, you were raised right, so your parents right. instill this like, <laughs> yeah, you send nice things, you serve right. whatever. Like you, you have a sense of people. Like, right. I, I, I guess when I give a gift, I like I'm like, it, it's more important to me not what they get me. It's that they go, they understand how much I cared to give it. Yes. You know, exactly. and and and, exactly. and I, I I think she's like doing a lot of scorekeeping that is. You know, it isn't fair. I just, I, yeah. I just think yeah, yeah, like yeah. she's putting too much pressure on herself. One thing that I would say is like this is a perfect opportunity to really bond with this guy and basically tell her the entire story and and at the end. Like, be like, hey, look, you know, I, I know you want these glasses, but it's a custom thing, whatever. And I got that. I love you. And I wasn't sure if we're at that point. Whatever. I would say all of that. And then at the right. end, give him the sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's I, a moment, a funny, really beautiful moment. I, I agree I, with you. I think yeah. like she's so afraid of yeah. owning her feelings. Yeah. You, just, you love him. This yeah. is just say it. He, you know, whether like, listen, I love yous can don't, don't mean much other than I love you. It doesn't mean like you have to say it back. It doesn't mean like, I think she's like so afraid of scaring him. Away. Listen, listen, if he's scared away from it, I love you. It's gonna you're gonna end and break up and it'll be yeah. love rather love to loss than never loved at all situation. Yeah. And first of all, I love you. Uh on reading it on sunglasses is way better than most of the time when we just hear it after sex. You know what I mean? Like right. so <laughs> <laughs> right. it was a way cooler way to to hear it or see it or read it or whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I think she's you know, and I'm like mad at her friends. Her friends all sound very immature. To me, like yeah. not one friend said to you, hey, it seems you love him. Just say yeah. it. This is the time. This is this is the time you created this. This is as this is as heartfelt as it gets. You put thought into it. You got it etched on sunglasses. 
Yeah. You feel this. Whether he feels this or not is not really your problem until it's your problem. Yeah, and the men dumb comment is a little bit of jealousy on their part because this right. is a badass dude. He got you Red Rock tickets. He got right. you, you know, Lululemon. Like, they're kind of a little jealous. Like, this guy, you know, oh, he's yeah. just a dumb guy. No, he's not. This guy's he's, amazing. I want to take so, this guy. This right. guy's great. <laughs> he's so dumb, he figured out how to get the Lululemon collab with your college. <laughs> yeah, he's so dumb. He got the best <laughs> venue in America. Yeah. Right. There's an immaturity showing here, and I get, I get it. You don't want to. Yeah. A lot of women don't want to be the first to say I love you. You want to be sure. You but he's be a thoughtful safe. guy. He's a thoughtful right. guy. So he's going to take in whatever you tell him. I guarantee you. I feel that. I, I really right. feel that. And yeah, we're not in. I, I totally agree. He will take your I love you yeah. and take it seriously. Whether he says it back and it'll create a discussion. I, I think <laughs> waiting till Christmas to me is like yeah. the. If, he, if he's a real badass, what he'll do is like, he won't say it back. He'll just mm. get her like a backpack that says, I love you on the back. Like, he'll get her a gift. <laughs> They're just right. exchanging. They never, they never really say it to each other. They just get right. gifts that have it's it just, on it. It's just etched on everything they own. People walk in their house. They're like, why does everything say I love you? <laughs> That's so funny. Jay, where's your live, laugh, love poster? No, we have I love you's just written it's all just over the everywhere. kitchen. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Dustin Chafin at... Dustin underscore Chafin. Friends who should get a divorce. Ooh, Ooh. Wow. Took a turn. Jared, an esteemed guest. About eight years ago, female late 20s moved. I, female late 20s, moved to a new city and became close friends with a guy in my building who also just moved here. Let's call him Zach. Fast forward to a few years ago, we are still best friends and have each managed to land ourselves in serious long-term relationships. Zach is the first to get a is the first to get a serious girlfriend. I become close friends with her, independent of Zach. Zach and his girl get married. Zach and his wife have had issues, mainly stemming from their polar opposite work schedules and lifestyles. She works in nightlife. He's an engineer. Her insecurity attachment style stemming from a bad childhood. But here's the kicker. Zach wants kids soon and she doesn't, or at least won't be ready for that in the next five years at least. This comes to a head and she decides to move out temporarily to give him space to evaluate the relationship. This was several months ago. Of course, this has created awkwardness with our friend group. It's hard to know who invite. Who to invite to what and hearing conflicted stories from each of them has put me in an uncomfortable position as I don't want to tell them what the other has said to me. That might directly contradict the other's story. They keep saying they're going to couples therapy, but it never happens. My opinion and the opinion of the rest of us in the friend group is that they should call it. Get a divorce so y'all can move on and have a chance at a life with someone more compatible. The ambiguity of them still being together, but living separate lives has put us all in a bizarre purgatory. I know I'm centering myself here, uh, but I am exper experiencing major compassion fatigue as I continue to try and be a supportive friend to two people who just need to break up. I love them both so much and want them to be happy. What do you think? Oh, wow. You know, just get a dog. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kids well, ruin everything. Kids ruin everything. <laughs> I'd say, no, it's a lot. I mean, well, first of all, the relationship, you know, that's something that, you know, if they can't see it, then, you know, mm. that's kind of on them and then putting it on their their friend. I mean, that's what friends are for. Friends are there to help you. And the fact that this right. one friend has a just uh, in a very complicated situation that they mm -hmm. have to kind of give one advice and give the other and. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like I remember being in relationships with people who wanted something strongly and I, like, hey, you know, I, I want kids or something and I never really did. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, it worked for a while. And then sometimes, you know, it, I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm out. You know, it's like I'm, right. not, I'm not this guy for you. But I think it's more they need to have this conversation. Um, I think a therapist is going to tell them the exact same thing their friends are telling them. That they should just move on or whatever. Right. Who knows? I don't know. But maybe, you know, maybe, you know, they can find I, some balance. I don't know. It's you a know, tough you one. said something. You were joking, but I think your joke is kind of my answer is like you're like, get a dog. And yeah. <laughs> well, I think this person who wrote in needs the dog because I think you got to back away from your friend. Oh, like, I, I think you, the, like what we don't realize is that if we're like our like. This person who wrote in, I think this is a very well-written email. I think this is like a huge issue. I understand the issue. They even wrote um, 
the way they con- compassion fatigue. I love that phrase. Yeah, that's that's uh, a real thing. I believe that. A, I totally yeah. believe that. And I would yeah. say to them, like, and again, this person maybe they don't realize it, or they they, they probably do. They're a crutch for this couple to stay together, mm, like absolutely. because they, you know, the more time they spend talking to you, the less time they're talking to each other, and the less time they're realizing we're not the right match. So. Yeah. And I think you need to, you and the friends, if you can get everyone together, like you've heard the stories, you've heard both sides, you have come to your conclusion, you've put your gavel to the, to the, you know, to the desk and you've said, hear me, hear me, you should get a divorce. You, that's your opinion. That ain't changing. It's over for you. You, there's no stories that you could be told that makes you think of a different conclusion for this couple. I would say to each of them individually, I would say my opinion is that you need to get a divorce and find the right match for you. You are two good people. Two, you are two of my best friends. You are two people that I wish the best for. But to me, this ain't going to work out. And, and, yeah. and, and I would say, and furthermore, I'm done hearing about this. I, that is my, that is my advice. I have people that DM me all the time and I have an advice tier on my Patreon because I created it just because I couldn't spend, I had to respond to people. Hey, I give advice here if this is what you want, but I've given advice in the past over DM and what you notice is they go to the same story every time. It's the same story. And then there's a point where you have to say, I have given my advice. I have given my 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 piece. And I think this person needs to say to both of them individually, I've said my piece. I think you should get a divorce. I'm done talking about you two. And then you need to back away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've been in a relationship a long time. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're coming up on 16, 17 years, I think, a long time. And I think um, the key, to, in my opinion, I'm not a professional, but the key to relationship is just be in a relationship where either one of you don't talk negative about the person. And then if the, you can get to that point where you're right. both you're not complaining to a friend or a thing. And I know a lot of people do this and they stay together or whatever. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think like, no. I just feel like as long as like you're not doing that with each other, I think it's a successful relationship. As long as you're not g- complaining to your mom, complaining to your friend, complain, you know, about the person you because you've develop this relationship with each other. You talk to each other about this. You don't go to another person. You talk to each other. As long as you always have that, you're going to stay together. Right. You're not going to have problems, you know? Well, because when you talk to it to other people and you don't do anything about it, that's where the yeah. fatigue comes in because you go, yeah. why did I just give you all this? And it's like, in the and if you do the same story every time, you have to go, what did you expect from this interaction? If nothing's yeah. learned, nothing's done, all you're doing is using me. And yeah. I think this person's being used to yeah. like to ignore the issue, which is like they got to do some shit, which is divorce yeah. proceedings. Yeah. I mean, Jake. and best thing that happened to my, my parents is when they divorced, they got happy. You know? Right. <laughs> my relationship was better with them and everything. Right. And, uh, right. And Not then, a horrible thing. Divorce is sometimes it's necessary, you know. And when it's just a breakup with no kids that, you know, this is. They, I once dated a divorce attorney and she would call a breakup with no kids or a divorce with no kids a fancy breakup. That's what she would call it. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Dustin Chafin. At Dustin underscore Chafin. I make more money than my friends. Mm. Jared and guest, all the feathers to you. Thanks for all the laughs. Seeing you in person in Hartford, Connecticut last year was a highlight for sure. I was the girl in the front row with the broken arm. Oh, that's fun. Well, thank you for coming. You really brought me joy at a time when I was super low. Anyways, to my question, I was visiting NYC with my friends last weekend and we had all been out for the day. For reference, we're all 26. They wanted to walk and take the subway home. I was tired and took it and looked up an Uber. It would have been $50. I was going to pay and never asked them to give me money. I told them that I was going to order it, and they all said, no, the subway is cheaper, and that's too expensive. Like I said, I never asked them to pay, and my feet were tired, and I didn't want to walk home, so I was super annoyed. Why wouldn't they let me buy the Uber? Why do people get so weird about people doing nice things for them, especially when it has to do with one person making more money? Would love to hear you and your guest insights. What do you think, Dustin? (laughs) 
Well, I have very rich friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> friends that are millionaires and, you know, all this stuff. <clears throat> and I love it that they make more money than me. And right. you know what? I People always say money uh, can't buy happiness. Those people have never flown private. You know right. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that sounds like, you know, then you just take the Uber then. Don't put it on your friends to make a decision if they want you to pay for it. Then you just take the Uber by yourself. I mean, that's a decision that you can make as well. You can just right. say, like, I'm not gonna. I'm sorry, guys. You know, I hate to be a prima donna or whatever, but I'm gonna take an Uber because my feet are tired. Then you make it about your feet being tired, not this other well, class thing. Well, that's the thing. They took quite a leap. They went, yeah. "Why wouldn't they let me buy the Uber?" And I'm like, "Well, I can give a couple reasons to that. You're visiting from out of town, from Hartford. You know, like you're visiting. You live a different lifestyle than them. They are in a daily New York lifestyle, which they have. Uh, you know, the idea of like." I'm not taking Ubers every day. This isn't an Uber day for me. This was a subway and walk day for me. I know, you know, like I think when you live in the place, you're different with money than when you're visiting the place. So I can give you a number of reasons. Yeah. Right. You vacation me. I'm like, you know, sifting off money left and right. I'm fucking (laughs) throwing bills around. Like, especially when I buy new swim trunks, like the whole right. thing. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. But, but like New York city me, I'm like, yeah. I should do the subway. I can't do this every day. It's just two different types of people. Now, why do people get so weird about people doing nice things for them? Especially when it has to do with one person making more money. Now you have taken it to a different place. And I would actually be on your friend's side where I'd be like, if I got that vibe from you that you were doing this because you made more money than me. Yeah. I wouldn't like that as well. Yeah, that's pretty shitty on her part. Like you can't you can't just assume that. You know, because right. I, I think you're totally right. And first of all, it's just like, I mean, how much? I mean, it's the subway's fun if your friends are on it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's horrible if you're by yourself. But if your friends are on it, you're still because you're carrying out that conversation. You're having fun. You're still together. And I think ultimately it is about that when you visit your friends being together. It could be anywhere. It could be on right. the subway. It could be walking home. It's about that time. And you don't get that time a lot. So you need to take advantage of that precious time. And you said something so important where it's like, listen, if someone's tired and they go, I'm going to take an Uber, that is totally, hey, I'm taking an Uber. My feet are fucking killing me. Yeah. If if anyone wants to come, no problem. Don't make it. Yeah. Right. When you were right, because if if, if they said, hey, let's take if let's take an Uber is different than I'm taking an Uber. You're more than welcome. But this is something I'm doing for me. You needed, this person needed to own it. I'm doing this. I don't care what you, this says about me. If you make it into, oh, they're so, they're so bougie. They're such a snob. That's not my problem. But when you say, let's take an Uber. Now you make everyone have to like, look at their wallets. That's a different vibe. These are two different things socially. Yeah, or you say it very quickly. Uh, hey, Uber on me. Let's go. My feet are tired. Get in. Come on, girls. Let's right. do it. You, you make I it would very. Even, yeah. But I would even get rid of the on me. Just like I'm do. Like, listen. Yeah. You want to take an you. Uber? Yeah. I'm taking an Uber. I don't yeah. give a fuck about what you guys do. I don't care yeah, about yeah, how you yeah, spend yeah. your money. When you yeah. make it, let's. Now you've made it into this socialism thing where it's like now there's yeah. judgment. I think yeah, it's the yeah, way yeah. she presented it that's the issue. Yeah, it is. It is about her and her feet or whatever. You can't have both. You can't make it about some social thing and right. Know. When it, ultimately you're just getting old and your feet are tired because you work harder than everybody because you're making more money. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast gmail.com. Those people living off of us, Richie's. Right. Stimulus check friends of yours. Right. <laughs> Let's do one more. Are you ready? Absolutely. Getting over feelings for a coworker. Mm. Okay. Jared Endless Feathers. I'm reaching out to get some advice on how to move on from someone you caught feelings for at work. I hooked up with a coworker over the summer after flirting and coworker friendship. After flirting and coworker friendship for my first few months at the job. I'm 28. He's 25. It was after a company social event where we all got drunk and I ended up crashing at his place post event where we then confessed feelings for each other after I found a card I had made him still next to his bed. He told me before we hooked up that this would just be a hookup for him as he couldn't commit to a relationship because he wasn't in a position to emotionally commit to someone again yet. 
He had recently moved to the area for an ex who then dumped him when he made it out here. He thought he was going to marry her, etc. Against my better judgment, after an emotional conversation about all of that, we hooked up anyways and I slept over. His friend had also crashed overnight, so he drove us both back to our cars. The next morning, we didn't talk about it. It was painfully awkward for a few months after that. I tried to connect three different times to talk about it, clear the air, sober, but he blew it off and bailed all three times. I struggled between choosing to ice him out or act normally to not rock the boat. We eventually settled into this weird work-only friendship again. Although we are in different departments, we see each other every day and do have some mutual responsibilities. It's been seven months since we hooked up, and we still have never talked about our hookup or feelings. My feelings for him haven't gone away at all, even though I think it's pretty clear I'm just a cute girl at work who he knew liked him and ended up at his place at the right time. It honestly only makes me feel more pathetic and hurt. Our friendship and banter we have, it only... Our friendship and banter, when we have it, only perpetuates my feelings, and he, notice, he notices immediately whenever I try to distance myself. He'll often either try and initiate work banter conversations with me when I get a little distant or cold, or do the complete opposite and look terrified when we run into each other because he can tell I don't want to interact, and it's super awkward. I was a mess today when I learned he might take a date to the big company gala, and I am so tired of seeing him every single day and being sad. I don't know what else to do. I've been trying to keep dating, going out with friends, enjoy other parts of my life, clubs I'm at, I'm part of, etc. And I see a therapist every two weeks. I am trying so hard to move past this. Any advice is appreciated. Love, mm. never shit where you eat. Dustin Chafin, what do you think? Yeah, oh, wow. I think we've all been here. Uh, right, this, is, uh, this is a weird one. You know, it's funny. Whenever I see a guy that has like a girl that's a little more attractive than he should have. It's usually mm. because he met her at work. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> war <laughs> down. Like, like, like that's always the leverage up on a bar meet or, you know, that kind of right. thing. So you, it happens a lot. I don't know if I hundred percent believe his backstory, but maybe, I mean, if he's taking a new date to the thing, I guess maybe it's true. I mean, sometimes guys can be, you know, they just want that one time with the cute girl at work because it is a fantasy. It's a porn genre, you know, so you can see a lot of guys, the work <laughs> fantasy, it's a thing. And it's, all, her, it's, you know. it's also guys see the ending before they see this beautiful, romantic Cinderella story. Like, yeah. you know, w w when we go, you could see, I mean, what they did yeah. is very male. They go yeah. back to his place. He gets it to the end of the road. And then he goes, before we go any further, this won't be serious. Here's all the reasons that I won't be serious because he knows that if a, if and when the breakup comes, he is going to make a mess of his own work situation. So yeah. it was easier to be up front at the last possible second with yeah, someone he's attracted to. That's pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it's shitty. And it's also under like this is what guys do. He's not thinking yeah. of, well, maybe we're meant to be. He's thinking this will end probably. Um, let me make sure I have outs before this happens and I'll make it all her decision and not mine. That's the shitty yeah. part. He makes it all her where you can opt in to hook up with guy who has told you he can't be serious with you. Yeah. And also I think you need to hook up with uh, Jeff and finance. You know what I mean? Right. Like you need to find, <laughs> find a dude right. that he hates at work and then just like go for that guy. But uh, well, I, I I would say her I, that would help. Go with Jeff and finance. You know, <laughs> suck his dick in front of the the copy machine while this guy comes over to me. What? What's going on? I guess you've moved on, right? No, but it's tough, you know, because you do develop relationships, you know, a feeling for people at work because you're, you know, you're with them so much. It's like you have the same, you know. Uh, right. goals and whatnot you're working at the same company so it's it's easy I, to get attached listen she's seeing a therapist i yeah. i'm not a therapist dustin is not a therapist i don't think any, uh, at this point i haven't seen him in kind a of bit, am. I, don't, I mean you know i ran a right. comedy club it's kind of the same thing right, right you know, same thing raising comics. Um, <laughs> I, I would say to her my best advice is she needs to break up with him and i i think that's a little out of the box i think that's like a bit but right now she's not gotten her chance to like say that this won't happen again right now yeah. to her. It's still a possibility. He's still flirting with me at work. He's still talking to me. We're still cool at work. We have this banner. He cares every time I get icy. He's obviously attracted to me because he did hook up. So she's like, she's like all the ingredients are here to make a cake. 
So yeah. she's holding out hope that the cake will be made. I am here to tell her this cake will always taste like shit. You don't, you know, it, it's just not going yeah. to happen. And I would say to her, yeah. what she needs to do, and she said something very important in her email. She wrote, um, she tried to get together with him. Mm. She says, I tried to connect three different times to talk about it, clear the air sober, but he blew me off and bailed all three times. I struggle between choosing to ice him out and normally, um, she, well, well, she, yeah. I mean, Asifa, there's really nothing to talk about. That's the problem. She's making. Well, the, but that's the thing. Yeah. The, there's he, only he's the giving only thing, you his answer. So, and and that's the problem. She's looking to hash this out. Yeah, she needs to go in go. with a direct breakup. Hey, yeah. I need to let you know. It's not we need to talk. It's I need to talk to you. I think that's her mistake. That's why he's avoiding this talk because yeah. he goes, "We have nothing. We have nothing to talk about." It's like, no, no, no. I have to tell you something. I think yeah, that's a different yeah. thing. He can't cancel, I have to tell you something. Yeah, he yeah, can yeah. cancel, we have to talk, because in his mind, we, what are we talking about? I told you where I was before the hookup. We hooked yeah. up. I told you where I still am. I think she, because she wrote, it's been seven months since we hooked up, and we still have never talked about our hookup or feelings. That's the I'm wrong to. perspective to me. Yep. You still Absolutely. haven't broken up with him. He has broken up with you. He has told you his feelings. I'm attracted, but I don't see a relationship. I am telling you that I'm not ready to get into this relationship. He thinks he's done. You need to let him know I am not done. I have to tell you yeah. something. Yeah, first of all, I think you should just ignore him for a while. Uh, just try to limit, limit, limit conversation with him. And mm. this event, this work event, you try to find the hottest, coolest dude you could think of to come with you. Right. And you, just, <laughs> right. you. You have to pay them and be like, look, dude. It's like, well, you know. I, I think the breakup has to precede the ice out. He'll never believe yeah. the ice out. You have to break up. She with doesn't him. have to. You saying she has to say something to him? I don't think she has to. I, I well, because she has to. Because he doesn't want to hear her. He doesn't want to hear this. It's not her. But th this isn't about him. This is about. She's sitting here seeing yeah. a therapist twice a week, or seeing a therapist every two weeks, trying to date, going out with friends, enjoying other parts of her life, and she says, "I'm so tired of seeing him every single day and being sad." But you he's not going to respect that moment. He's not going to respect that moment if she does well, that. It's not, but it's not about respect for I'm talking about it's not from his. It's not about him. Yeah. She needs to relieve herself of believing this could yeah. ever happen. She so can do that without talking to him, I think. I, I disagree. I think she got, if she says to him, we are broken up. I am not going to pursue this, which also means we can't be having office banter. I need to back away from you. I don't think he realizes how much of an effect he had on her. He doesn't, because he has a penis. Of right, course he so, yeah. but I'm saying, well, she, she needs to add barbed wire around her so that penis is afraid to come up to her ever again. I think it should be short. I think it should be like... Oh, short. Like, yeah, like yeah, if, once he tries to come in and be jokey or whatever, like, look, hey, if you want to banner with me, then we need to kind of discuss a little bit about that night. Otherwise, I don't want to talk to you. She's right, making like, Right, because right Not now, a whole emotional thing no, 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 no. I, I yeah. agree. But when you when you're telling him we are over and we are yeah. done as friends, that is different than we got to talk about our feel. He's going to avoid yeah. that. I, I, it could be quick. I just think right now she's microdosing pain right now because they yeah. keep going. Uh, you know, it, it's this cycle of oh, it's cool to me today. Maybe the day, maybe today's the day he realizes oh, that yeah, we're yeah. the perfect relationship, and it's like that's yeah. not going to happen. There's some denial happening, but you know. But but there's more sadness than denial. Like she's, Absolutely. She, she understands it. But, you know, I hope she gets a good dude. I really do. And bring him she to that will. event. Bring him to that event. J-Train like or something. <laughs> J-Train Podcast at gmail.com. J-Train Podcast at gmail.com. Dustin Chafin. Thank you so much for coming on. This is fantastic. Thank you, buddy. It was so fun. It's always fun to see. I feel like com uh, comic friends. Sometimes the only time we really get to hang out is on a podcast. I know. It's <laughs> but, such a dirty. It's, it's still great, though. It's still great. It, it is great. <laughs> and also, like, the phones go away. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. a more, it's a, it's like a, like a, it's like a, the, it's like a more fruitful conversation. It is. Even. <laughs> it is. And there's other people that hear it and listen to it, but it is right. it's like it's a zeroed in. We're, we're present. Like, we're, yeah, it's funny. It's, Listen, Whatever. everyone go follow Dustin. He's hilarious at Dustin underscore Chafin. Dry bar comedy special. It's called Cranky Pants. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your, uh, your stories, your questions. Back next week. Boom.